Pets in Peril podcast. I Kramer. We're going to be wrapping up week six here, and uh, we got the week six champ in studio, Mr. Yazaki. Say hello to the kind folk. Thanks, Todd. Good to be here. Two and four, and uh, I was top scorer those two weeks, so uh, hoping for a little more consistency now moving forward. Yeah. Well, uh, how are you feeling this morning? You went on a bit of a bender yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I swung three trades yesterday, and uh, yeah, feeling uh, feeling a little exhausted by that marathon of fantasy football, but uh, yeah, I, I like where my team's at. Maybe you'll get a little hair of the dog uh, that bit you today and uh, get one more in just to settle down that um, withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, you trying to make a deal, Todd? I can't make a deal, which we spoke yesterday morning and I was talking about picking up McKissick or uh, Michael Carter to replace Gaskin. And literally as I was going to bed after the Warriors game, close my eyes, I'm laying on my pillow and I start thinking, I'm like, I just, I'm not ready to punt on Gaskin yet. And then also I did find out McKissick had the same bye week as um, DeAndre Swift. So he, he didn't serve me for a purpose there. So I, he was kind of out from the that point on. And then Michael Carter, I just was like, that offense is such trash. I'd rather blame Tua and Gaskin not being on the same page because they hadn't played together for a while and give myself that excuse. Like, of not picking up a replacement. Yeah, uh, I, I understand not wanting to rely on any Jets players. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but he is a starting uh, running back in the National Football League, and when we have so many players injured and uh, so many bye weeks coming up, you know, he's definitely going to play a part. And I, I have to assume Gibson is out this week. Dude's got a fractured, a stress fracture in his shin and a calf problem. It just it seems like McKissick's going to get the start. And then you add on to the fact that they have a week nine bye. So if you rest him two weeks, he actually gets three weeks of rest. My bet is that you get two awesome weeks out of McKissick. So I'm kind of regretting not, not doing it, but say lovey. Yeah. So it goes. Yeah. But to get him for free, I mean, fucking Frank, yeah, Frank is scooping dudes up at one eighteen in the morning from fucking France, huh? Well, he, he did uh, put in a free waiver on Michael Carter, which I'm surprised got through with so many running backs being needed. And then... Oh, those were so, all waivers. He didn't... Uh, oh, no, he picked he, up McKissick later. He got picked it, up McKissick. It. And interestingly enough, I had a $33 bid on McKissick right before bed. 33 Bitcoin. I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck a dollar is. 33 Bitcoin. Because uh, I assumed Alex Holden had a huge amount of incentive to pick him up. And I was like, do I bid 39 just to make sure I'm going to outbid Holden? But then I I, I punted on it. But I, I'm really shocked he didn't at least throw something down. Because if Gibson's out, he uh, if you pull up his team, he doesn't have a lot of options. I mean, it looks like he, uh, he made his move for Dearness Johnson. So, you know, he got somebody. Well, uh, my best guess is now with uh, Baker ruled out, they're just going to clog that the line and just say, okay, throw on us, Case Keenum. And I don't think Odell's going to play either. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't say I'm like too up on what the Browns are 
<laughs> Browns game this week at this point. But uh, yeah, what you're saying makes sense. Okay, well let's uh, let's take a look at a couple of interesting things that happened in Week Six. I think the biggest story is Ace getting his fifth win, keeping him in uh, second place with 124 total points. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, but you know, good for him. He's still the uh, third highest points for. So you can't blame him too much for getting a lucky win. I've gotten one of them as well but uh definitely yeah. definitely a nice little swindle he uh pulled there yeah i mean fantasy football i mean it's a game of so much luck so it just the matchups mean everything right and so yeah sometimes the matchups will go your way and there you go congrats to ace on five and one because uh yeah i mean him and uh God, Franco at six and zero is the one that that kind of bothers me. Even though I I'm looking now and I see that he actually has the most points for, yeah. But also the also the least points against by far. So yeah, and his team does not inspire a lot of confidence. I'm looking at it right now. Kareem hunts out for the foreseeable future, so he he's got issues at running back, but. He does have some pretty sweet quarterbacks with uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. That's a pretty good spot to be in. DeAndre Hopkins has been a beast. Mike Evans is at least reliable, and we'll see what happens with Debo now. Um, but Amari Cooper as well. He he's got a pretty good squad, but it's not it's not a six and zero squad. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think Debo's looking like one of the picks of the year so far. So. Well done there. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of – there's solid players, but not not dudes that I think they can – that are really deserving of 6-0. Yeah, yep. And then the other big story, obviously, was lowly old Twiz sitting in uh, – well, I think you were sitting in ninth or eighth place, putting up a huge week in week six. Yeah. On, on the back of CeeDee Lamb just looking unstoppable – uh, Joe Mixon having his best game of the year. And then my guy that I traded to you, Daryl Henderson, putting up a, a big game, which I was expecting. Your yeah. team is looking pretty solid. Yeah, I have to, I, I, I'd agree. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I think the trade that uh, you and I did for, for Henderson and Dak is the one that really kind of changed how my team's put together. And, kind of enabled me to make a bunch of moves yesterday but uh yeah so i'm feeling great about our our trade and the fact that i was able to you know get heineke out of the starting spot by getting Derek Carr yesterday but uh yeah todd how are you feeling about the trade at this point so i do like having dak on my team but henderson was such a good depth piece for me when i look at my squad right now i just if Ezekiel Elliott or DeAndre Swift get injured, I'm fucked with it. Like, I, I'm so fucked. It's just, there's not anything to come back from. So I need to figure out some sort of running back move to, to get me over the top. I mean, I've got two lottery tickets in Melvin Gordon and A.J. Dillon. If the counterparts in those backfields go down, obviously they become running back ones right away. But that's a lot of wishful thinking. 
Yeah, and I, I think also you might be overrating Melvin Gordon a little bit. Like, I think it's true for AJ Dillon probably, but I don't know. I was a I was a Melvin Gordon order, owner last year, and I mean, without Javante, he was like he was just yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he was splitting time with Philip Lindsay last year too, but yeah, I got him in my starting lineup this week, so we'll see what happens Thursday night. Yeah, man, and so. So I, this is like I was saying that deal that you and I did where I got Henderson that really solidified my running backs and that kind of yeah that led to my sort of cascading series of trades yesterday. I'm just wondering what what, what do you think of the deals I was making? I was just about to say that I wanted to get into that because I think you got fleeced a little bit uh, on all of them to be honest. Um, so well, let's actually before we get into yours, so we just went over my trade. Let's go over the uh, Franco and uh, Keenan trade. I mean, right away, Chris Carson goes on IR, which makes Keenan's side look pretty bad. Alex Collins has a great game, but also gets injured and may be out now, um, which is also not not very reassuring. So it seems like it was really just an Aaron for Aaron trade. And uh, I think Aaron Jones just has a lot more value than Aaron Rodgers. But I could be wrong there, but... It seems like the trade ended up being, and I think Frank dropped Tim Patrick anyway. So it's Aaron Jones and Ryan Tannenhill for uh, Aaron Rodgers. And you got to just hold Chris Carson on the IR and hope he gets past this neck injury. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at this point, it's definitely looking very favorable for, for Frank, I think, with, like you're saying, Aaron Jones and a, and a startable quarterback in Tannehill. And I don't know, just that Seattle team with, with, uh, Russ out and I don't know it, it just seems like that's not that's not an offense you want to be buying into at this time of the season so yeah and and especially with the <laughs> with the injuries to these guys that that went Keenan's way so yeah that's that's looking like it might be a it might be a rough deal for Keenan at least in the next couple of weeks yeah and then so let's go on to your deal that you did with uh with Bill so you got how many Bitcoin? Uh, I, I sold for 30 Bitcoin. I, I picked up Daryl last week for 26, I believe. And I outbid Bill by one that time. And then he and I had the shortest trade call ever yesterday. It took like a minute where I told him to, I told him he can send me any player he wants as long as it comes with the 30 Bitcoin. Okay. So I guess that, that changes things. I mean, Daryl Williams seems better than Clyde. So I don't know what Kansas City is going to do about that. If they're going to turn it into a timeshare, I I can't imagine them just giving Daryl Williams the starting role over Clyde without giving him at least a shot. But there is a chance that Daryl Williams keeps a large role in that offense. Yeah, and then Jamal- I totally, yeah, I totally agree on that point. Just because I was I was the Clyde owner last year, and anytime I saw a Kansas City running back doing explosive things. It was not Clyde. It was always Daryl Williams. And I think though that they've put enough draft capital in the Clyde that it's probably going to, I think, be a, a committee situation. So it's, uh, yeah, when Clyde comes back, I think it might ruin both him and Daryl, fortunately. Yeah. And I believe Bill owns Clyde, so it kind of makes sense that he, he took Daryl. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, that was why I was only talking to Bill about that trade because he obviously has most most value to him. Yeah. I would have given you uh, more than 30 Bitcoin, by the way, just because of the situation I'm in this week. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you should have uh, 
should have tried to make a deal, Todd. Yeah. Uh, and then Jamal Williams, I feel like he may have some standalone value, but he, he does have a huge amount of value if anything happens to DeAndre Swift. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, the guillotine is hanging right over him. I'm ready to cut on a fucking moment's notice for sure. Yeah, I don't blame you. Okay, so now let's move on to the next trade. So you picked up Darren Waller, and you gave up Hawkinson and Jacobs. I mean, this one I think is about as fair as it comes. You got a huge amount of upside with Waller, um, but Hawkinson is you know not far behind him uh, in terms of you know capability. It's just obviously a worse offense. And then Josh Jacobs hasn't been bad at all you know he's looked pretty good um so i would say that's a pretty fair trade i i would probably just because of keenan's running back situation say he got the better end of the deal there but it's pretty close yeah no i I agree i think this is a pretty this was a pretty fair deal and it was a quick one that I worked out with Keenan as well. I mean, I think it just made sense for both of us. Like he would, I, I'd, I'd get the upside on Waller. He'd get, you know, a very serviceable tight end in, in Hawkinson and as well as a startable running back in Josh Jacobs, who I, I mean, I was very okay with letting him go because I just don't think he looks like he's, yeah, I'd have to disagree with you. I don't, I don't think he looks that great. Like he's been viable just based on, on touchdowns. So, you know, he's got that yeah, upside for, but on uh, you know he's the goal line guy, but like I don't know, with the ball in his hands, he just doesn't seem very slow, or he doesn't seem very fast or explosive. He just seems a little slow to me. So I don't like having guys on my team that when I watch them play, I, I am not impressed. So I was I was happy to let him go. Yeah, but with the way running backs have just been getting injured all over the map, he's at least a starting running back on a good offensive team that gets the majority of the touches it just it gone are the days of having that workhorse running back that you know you can have a couple of those guys on your team there's really they're few and far between and Jacobs definitely is you know a top 20 guy yeah I mean overall I think you're right but I think I do have two of the guys that get all the work in Mixon and and Henderson so that was part of the reason why I was okay with with sending away a lot of my depth yesterday and then here's the one where I really think you fucked up you know, let's hear it. Damian Harris looks amazing. And uh, I don't think Belichick wants Mac Jones throwing the ball all that often. He got goal line touches. He looked great. Uh, I really like Damian Harris. And I'm not convinced on Carr. Like, he had a great start to the season. He had, oh, he had a pretty good game against Denver as well. I just, I'm not buying he's that good. I think he's probably going to end up putting up, you know, 17 to 18 points a game from here on out. I don't think the 20 plus point games are going to keep coming. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying about Damian Harris. I think he does look great when, uh, when he's got the ball in his hands, but he's got fumbling problems, which I think we all know Belichick is, (laughs) does not let that slide at all. This is why, this is why you have to watch the games. He fumbled last 
stretching out to try to get a touchdown on the goal line. It oh, was trust like, me, I saw that. Yeah, they called it a touchdown, and then instead, uh, it was a fumble recovered by the defense. So yes, that was like a ten point swing against me. So I'm very aware of what happened there. But that's not the first time he's fumbled this season. And no, I know he's definitely I, I just, been punished for it before. And the other thing is just you know Belichick, he's gonna mix in these other guys and like this. You know, Ramondre Stevenson was you know great in the preseason, and he's starting to get more playing time and all that. So like. Damien's just super game script dependent and, you know, he's a great depth piece for sure. He's a great third running back to have, but, uh, you know, I needed to upgrade at the quarterback position. Like I, I can't keep rolling Taylor Heineke out there and Ben Roethlisberger as, as Ace very rightly pointed out is just a bad quarterback. So like I, I had to upgrade that position and I was absolutely fine with, uh, you know, the deal that I made. And if you just look at cars schedule for the rest of the season, it is just, it is juicy. So I hear what you're saying that he's probably like, it was overperforming early in the season, but also if you look at who he's got coming up for the rest of the season as well, like it just looks fantastic. So I think he's got plenty of opportunity to, to perform. Okay. Well, that kind of wraps up the trade talks. I guess none of them were that bad. I just, I think having that depth at running back is just, you can get more out of it because I think there's some real desperate, desperate mouths out there right now. I think Holden is going to get pretty desperate here. I, I have no trust in Durance Johnson. I just, I, I looked at putting in a bit on him and I was just like, I don't think he's going to be that good. I don't think the I, I Browns think... are that great of a running team without two stud running backs. I think that, it's more of Hunt and Chubb than it is the O line. Yeah, no, everything you're saying makes sense, but the problem is just the insane scarcity at quarterback. Like, if you look at the waiver right, wire right now, there are two, uh, or really one, starting quarterback available, and that's Zach Wilson. And so, like, you, you, like at this point in the season, I had I had pay up to get a quarterback, and and so I was okay with doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into waivers. I picked up Jacoby Myers for uh, 22. I just, I had no faith that Odell was going to be okay. And then Odell without Baker was even a worse proposition on a short week coming off injury. I just, I needed to spend up and Jacoby against the Jets for one game. I'm happy to pay uh, 22. I could have paid 14, obviously. It looks like you bid for 13, but. I, I still think it's money well spent. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's got a super, super safe floor, at least. So, for sure. Um, He'll I, score I, a I, touchdown eventually. Yeah, no, I think as a wide, like a third wide receiver uh, to just roll out for one week, I mean, definitely he's he's worthwhile for that. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you saw the, the uh, Patriots game this last weekend, but he actually had a touchdown, but then it got called back. So, yep. poor Jacoby. He got a two-point conversion, which is kind of the same thing, but just doesn't come with the uh, six points. Yeah, right. I mean, that's just like that, – that's got to be the ultimate blue balls right there is you got a touchdown, and then it gets called back, and then you get two points instead. Yeah. So then you picked up Dallas Goder for nine. That's a pretty good uh, deal right there. I'm surprised no one else bid on him. With Ertz out of the picture, that's pretty nice. Yeah, and I was also looking at the fact that Waller's got to buy next week, so I was just wanted to take care of that this week but instead of waiting till the last minute because that's how you always end up rolling out random-ass weird dudes. 
Yeah. And I'll say I was shocked. I thought everyone was going to be bidding on Durance Johnson. I thought everyone was going to be bidding on Michael Carter. I thought everyone was going to be bidding on McKissick. That just didn't happen. Alex was able to get um, Durance Johnson for seven uh, with no one bidding against. You got Bateman for six. I also bid six, but I, I, Jacoby was my waiver priority. So once I got him, my uh, claim on Bateman went down. Bateman, the other really good thing about having him on your team is it opens the door for a team name, obviously. So that's got to be worth six Bitcoin alone. Yeah, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't thought about, <laughs> thought about that, but I think you're right. There, there, there's some, uh, there's some potential there for sure. Yep. But you know, it's uh, funny, like the whole, like Fab, man. It's like trying to predict what other guys are going to do is really really tough and yeah. it's funny it's just like fab has turned into this like it's the most valuable what's, what, also what's valueless this, what, what's fab oh yeah sorry about that i'm talking about uh talking about bitcoin here but, uh, yeah no it's just simultaneously just like super valuable commodity yet also just like something will people are willing to just throw away and burn so like it's an interesting kind of like it's an interesting value that we've added to the league for sure. Yeah. And then I think the other main thing to talk about is Frank just got, we, we touched on it a little bit, but I think Michael Carter and JD McKissick for free is an incredible value. I think both of those guys have value. I, I can't imagine them being dropped. Um, good on Frank, man. And I, I do think it's a little of an unfair advantage that he is in the European time zone because this shit happens, I think, midday for him. And uh, it's yeah, just such an unfair advantage. So he may need to come home in order to restore parity to this league. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's working with some PEDs right now for sure. But, I mean, you know, if you're not spending thousands of dollars to fly to Europe to get an advantage in fantasy football, are you really even trying, Todd? So, I don't know. This Good is true. Him. This is true. When's he come back? Because I'd like this advantage to be done with. <laughs> I, I believe he's there pretty long term, like a month or something like that. So I think we've got got a few more weeks of him uh, fucking scrounging front through running. the scrounging through the free agents in the early yeah, morning. Front running the free agents. Okay, well, there's some other stuff. I've been up longer than you because I'm two hours ahead, so I've got a little bit of an advantage as well. But there's a couple of teams that I think we really – well, is there anything else you want to go over on waivers or trades? No, I think transactions-wise, that that's about it. Okay, I want you to click on Nikki's team right now. Yes, I am playing him this week. So I have uh, – I've, I've glanced at his team a couple of times. Yeah, it's a rough situation to be in. If I mean, I don't think Jerry Judy's coming back. If he does, that's great, and that helps him out a lot. But, uh, I mean, you could do a bill and uh, pick up Tyrod Taylor and uh, and uh, Zach Wilson and Geno Smith and put him in a situation where he cannot start a quarterback. That could be fun. Yeah, I, I considered that. Um, but I think it's <laughs> just a little, it's a, it's a little too early in the season for me to be just clearing my bench to, to get one win right now. Cause you know, I'm sitting at two and four. So, you know, I need every week, but I also can't be just throwing away the next week for, to pick up a bunch of quarterbacks now. I mean, I feel like you could drop Trey Lance, Jamal Williams and T Taylor Heineke 
that's doable. Yeah, then Nikki can pick up Heineke, and then my the whole thing is oh, that's know, true. It's already yeah. backfired at that point. Then I did not think that one through. Anyways, that team is just looking rough this week. Uh, if I'm correct, Kittle cannot even return. Um, yeah, so he's out. Judy's his only chance, and he's got no defense, so he's gonna have to drop Buffalo because I don't see him dropping anyone on his bench. And then uh, he'll probably drop Davis Mills. Well, I think he'll either hold on to Davis Mills or pick up Tyrod Taylor, uh, who, oh, depending on whoever's going to be playing. Starts. Yeah, yeah. But there's not a lot of uh, decision making, which is nice for Nikki. The decisions are kind of made for him. But rolling out Allen Robinson, Ayuk, Connor, Renfro. There's just a lot of question marks on that starting lineup. I think you got a pretty. You got this one in the bag. I mean, this is the type of week where you just I, – I, I need to get the win. Like, I can't let Nikki with this roster t- take this from me. So, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm hopeful, but also, you know, the pressure is kind of on at this point as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty much a, a done deal. And for Nikki, it's actually kind of nice. You know, you get a lot of your star players out on the same week. Makes things a little bit easier. So that's one team that I think is looking at a really rough week uh, Week yeah. seven. I mean, I think the, and then, you know, the bottom two teams as well, just Wally and, and Keen are looking, looking really rough right now as well. Yeah. Okay. I want you to open up uh, the McDukies. Okay. Got it. Look at that bench. Not a lot of options. Yeah, it's true, but I mean, he does have a full uh, he does have a full roster of all uh, playable well, guys. One of right those, now. one of those is Antonio Gibson, who I would assume is not playing. Yeah, it's insane that he's been just playing with a stress stress fracture in his leg. Like that's like it's the NFL, man. These guys are fucking insane. But yeah, yeah so that's then, uh, that's a tough spot, though. So then, let's say Gibson does not play. The question becomes: Who do you drop? Because you're not dropping Najee, you're not dropping Mike Williams, you're not dropping McCaffrey, you're probably dropping Emmanuel Sanders, which you can't feel great about because he's been good. Um, yeah, no, and I think uh, I, I think he's going to try to swing a deal with somebody here. Um, I know he was interested in making a deal yesterday, but I think he was also, <laughs> I believe he was caught up with work and couldn't uh, couldn't make a deal. So unfortunately, I, he he wanted. Jacobs, but he unfortunately had to miss out on that. Mm, well, maybe I'll try to make a deal, but who? I mean, if he makes a deal, it's likely going to be. And I don't want to call the fleecing because he he doesn't have much of a choice. Um, but it can't end up in his favor. I can't imagine that being the case. No, trading from a position of weakness is just brutal, and uh, that's probably what he's doing talk- in this case. But I also think though that. Holden, Holden's a sh- like a he, he's a smart manager and he makes really good in season transactions for sure. So I, I, I he'll he'll figure something out. Yeah, there's a couple of guys on the bench he could pick up. You hate to get rid of Emmanuel Sanders, but yeah, you got to do it sometimes. That's definitely true. But I guess the other side of that coin is that looking at his team, how often do you think he's realistically going to want to start Emmanuel Sanders? I mean. You got Antonio Brown, Calvin Ridley, Mike Williams, Chase Claypool, all ahead of him. 
probably not all that likely he ends up ever starting Emmanuel Sanders again. Yeah, that's a good point. And I just want to quickly point out also that we've, uh, I, I think the biggest fleecing of the year so far has completely gone under the radar because it happened before the season started, but Holden getting Mike Williams for, from ACE for, for, I think it was for Carson Wentz is just, uh, that, that was, you know, in hindsight, straight up fucking robbery. Yeah. A hundred percent. Mike Williams has been amazing. Yeah, for sure. In that offense with that quarterback, with his just skill set and everything. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a beast. The only problem is I feel like he gets injured every game. Cause he's just like, a giant dude jumping like 40 inches to catch these balls and just like comes yeah, down he's hard on it. Just, yeah, he's uh, a falling from great heights quite often. Exactly. Exactly. And I guess you, the, the other thing you could say is that if you look back at Holden's losses, Mike Williams is responsible for his wins, but also his losses. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think his uh, bust weeks have been pretty, pretty rough. Yep. Yep. So I'd be, I'd be happy to roll him out any week though. True. But, uh, Oh no. One of the, one of his, but, or, uh, losses did come from a good Mike Williams week, but two of three. So it's not a great situation to be in. Uh, any teams you want to, uh, poke around on? Um, yeah. I mean, I I just want to know who do you think is headed to the pits at this point? So, I mean, Keenan and Wally, are in trouble. I do think Wally is going to get a win this week. I think that's actually another team I wanted to look at. Pull up Cappy's team. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. That's a rough bench situation this week. Yeah, I mean, Cappy, I guess he's just going to take his lumps this week and then move on with all of his players back next week. So it's like... Yeah, it's... I, I've never really known whether I want all my buys and concentrated in one week or spread out. But I mean, I think when you're as drastically concentrated into one week as Cappy, that's probably not a bad thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's all or nothing. You either want to have them really well spread out or just like this where you have, I mean, I know we, we don't have round picks, but Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Stefan Diggs, those would have been his first three picks probably. I guess DK Metcalf would be in there too. Um, but yeah, those are three of his top players are all out. Uh, and then Gronk, I don't think is going to play. I could be wrong there, but I'm almost certain that they're not going to push him. Um, yeah, that would make sense. And then, yeah, if that's the case, then he's going to be in that sort of situation of who do you drop? I mean, I think you drop Pollard. Yeah, I think it's got to be. No, right. Or no, you, you drop Dalton Schultz. You dropped on Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I guess one of those guys. But either way, I mean, those are those are both players that have some value, especially I think Pollard would have some value for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think I think Keenan or not Keenan, uh, Wally is going to get a win this week just based on that. Um, could be wrong, though. His team's, you know, obviously not super strong either, but he's not on a, a terrible bye week situation. So I could see Keenan headed for the pits. I could see Bill headed for the pits. Um, Bill would have a long way to go down, though. Not really. Like, he would need to get, like, he's in fifth place now, so he would need five dudes. Never mind, never mind. 
Yeah, never mind. I'm I'm wrong here. Bill's not headed to the pits. Bill's okay. For whatever reason, I thought the injury woes were worse. But, yeah, I think it looks like Keenan or Wally are in trouble. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Keenan might be – Keenan might be in big trouble here. Like he really, really needs Nick Chubb out there as soon as possible. Yeah. And same with same with either Carson or or Collins. And either one of those, neither of those guys inspire a lot of, of confidence. So as it stands, I think Keen might be headed to the might be our first multi uh <laughs> multiple time pits recipient. Yeah. Okay, well we're we're over a little the matchup of the week has to be me versus Bill. Two, three, and three teams sitting mid-table fighting for their playoff life. And uh, one of us is going down, obviously. And uh, I hope it's not me. Yeah, I guess the problem that you're facing is that Bill has Derrick Henry. And uh, and Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill has been a little banged up. Yeah, I mean, it's just Derrick Henry is... I don't know. He's from another planet, man. Like, I, But I've got Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but yeah, looking at the matchup now, I mean, God, Bill's quarterback situation is really rough. I think that might actually be his downfall right there. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. That's the fleecing was, of the year. Let's be, I mean, he's let's be put real. Up, right, yeah, he's put up about 12 points in, in two games since Bill. Less than 12 him. points. Yeah, you're right. Eleven point nine. That's uh, that's not great. Yeah, that that's rough. And then, I think Bridgewater will do okay. Tyreek Hill could crush. Marquise Hollywood Brown has been great, but I think Bateman's better, and I think Bateman's going to start sucking up some of those targets from him. So that that's going to hurt. Sterling Shepard. Having Galladay and Tony out is going to be huge for him. He's going to have a good week. Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, so there's no reason to even really get into it. He's going to put up a gang of points. Daryl Williams, again, probably going to have a pretty good week. Gesicki, probably going to have a pretty good week. Patterson, I still don't know what to think of Patterson, but they seem to like to use him. So, you know, I guess that's going to be okay. Yeah, Patterson's a wild card, but he's a great uh, bye week fill-in just because of his positional flexibility, I'd say. Stafford's going to crush Detroit. Tua versus Atlanta, I I feel pretty confident in. I feel like those are typically shootouts in Atlanta. Secondary is absolute garbage. So, I mean, if Gesicki does well on Bill's team, that means Tua's doing well. So that helps me out. Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. I th- I have a lot of confidence right now in AJ Brown. I think he had he didn't have a single catch in the first half of that game, and he still finished with like 13 points, um, all based on the second half. So I I think they realized they need to get him the ball. Uh, Jacoby Myers has a plush matchup against the Jets. I love that. DeAndre Swift against LA seems like a bad matchup, but I think in the passing game he's going to get it done. Kelsey is Kelsey. So that that's great. And then I've got – I just need either Gaskin or Gordon to get a touchdown. If I can get that, I'm feeling pretty good about this week. Yeah, Gaskin and Gordon, that, that, that's, that's looking – I don't know how I'd feel about that. But I don't feel good at all. I feel pretty disgusted at it. But I just 
I have to hope just one of them gets in the end zone somehow. If I can get 18 points combined between the two of them, I'll be happy. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you do I, 18 between them, I mean, it's doable, but I think it's actually kind of a tall order. I, I think Bill, if Bill can get good quarterback play out of Daniel Jones and, and Petty, I think he's going to take this. Okay. Anything else you want to go over or should we uh, wrap this bitch up? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, I was, I guess the only thing I'd like to say is I was shocked. I thought Bitcoin balances were going to be super low at the end of this week. I thought everyone was just going to spend big because of injuries and bye weeks. I thought you were going to see, you know, lots of PTC spent, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Nikki. The ultimate juice sitting on 93 Bitcoin. Yeah, Nikki, you can't take it with you. Oh, wait, I thought I, we did establish that it is the official currency of the afterlife. It's true. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we, we have a sponsorship with the afterlife. Okay. All right. Well, uh, good talking to you, Twiz. Congrats on the win. Uh, I think, oh, the last thing, I really think that there's, basically one person between you bill or i maybe kathy i'm coming for that playoff spot for sure yeah i bill you me cappy i think one of us is gonna miss out i think nikki wally and keenan are pretty much already done so it's a, a seven horse race for six spots yeah i that sounds about right i think nikki might have some life left in him depending on how things go in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, well, yeah, he's losing this week, so he's going to be two and five. Oh yeah. We'll see. I, I think it's going to be seven or eight dudes trying to get into the playoffs. Okay. All right, man. Well, good talking to you. Franco, come back. This is not fair. You cannot just, uh, time zone us like this. All right, Todd. Thanks for having me later. Peace.